You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. Welcome to this podcast series under the title Civil War. Which side are you on? Now let me explain. I don't mean the Civil War that happened back many, many years ago in the U.S., or a civil war in some place in Africa. But we're going to talk about a war that certainly is about being civil. And we are a part of that. So I'm inviting you along on a journey towards civility. And I really believe that this will impact your worldview. Uh, it will likely change some of your behavior. I hope so. It's supposed to. Uh, civility is supposed to do that. Uh, it will, uh, I really believe, improve your life. And uh, it will, therefore, also improve your social interaction with others. Collectively, as we learn together about civility, I hope you will contribute to a healthier society. It is uh, no surprise to anybody that there's a lot of tension, uh, a, a lot of challenge in our society today. And the more you learn about civility, the more you're going to learn that this is a an issue behind the issue. It is an issue that is seminal, foundational to a civil society. Uh, our journey will take us through how we can become more civilized civilians and then contribute to a more civilized nation. Yeah. And so I invite you along on this journey and uh, I think it can make a great difference in our lives. As we travel the five episodes here, I want to begin by sharing about my own journey that started a few years ago. I've been on this civil journey uh, for the last probably three years. And one of the results of this journey is my new book, Available on Amazon and uh, other places. Uh, a book called Restoring Civility, Lessons from the Master. The master in the title is Jesus. Now, I've got to tell you, I've been a Bible student for decades. Uh, I went through seminary and uh, graduate school. And before that, I was in Sunday school and youth group. And, and my history goes way back with the Bible. I've been reading the Bible regularly for most of my life, almost every day. Not every day, but most every day. And um, I've written a number of books based on things that I've learned from the Bible. So, I'm, um, yeah, I'm a Bible student uh, for a long time. But I want to tell you, I have to confess that uh, as I 
work through this issue of civility from that angle, I became aware that Jesus is an amazing champion of civility. Even though I preached out of the Bible and taught out of the Bible and read it, I never realized how much Jesus, no matter who you think he was, has available to speak into your life and teach you how to be a civil person. It just has amazed me what a master of civility Jesus really is. I just don't understand why more people are not looking to Jesus. You know, you can read books by scholars about civility, and they deal with all sorts of issues. But I just don't understand why they don't look or at least include Jesus and all that he teaches about how people ought to get along. Uh, when you just zero in on that, which I did in the book, you just realize how much you can gain that's practical, usable, beneficial to your life, to the life of the people you work with, the people in your family, the people in your neighborhood. It's just amazing what it could do for a nation. I mean, even I was surprised, okay? So Jesus, yeah, is the master of civility. As a church doctor, as a consultant to churches, we call ourselves church doctors, I've learned that Jesus has a lot to say about those of us who are Christians and how we behave in our churches, even in our denominations. And the more you learn, the more you're going to be concerned about some of the lack of civility at almost every level of almost every church and almost every denomination, if not all of them. So this is going to have great impact for Christians also and our behavior in churches, which is going to make church a whole lot more effective and a lot less troublesome. That's a promise. As a citizen... I've come to understand that civility is one of the most important issues for our nation, for any nation, anywhere, at any time of history, at any time of history. Civility is really a valuable asset, usually and often misunderstood, abused, forgotten, Set aside, whatever. Now, let's begin in this episode by unpacking the concept of civility. Honestly, I had heard the word. I really never looked it up before I started this journey. You know, the word civility actually means respect. Well, that makes sense. And from the word civility we get the word civilization. You know, we talk about civilized and uncivilized nations or groups of people or individuals or actions. I wonder if we really understand that the root of all of that is one of 
Jesus' main teachings about how we should love and respect other people. The distinction between civilized and uncivilized people is this. Civilized people live in respect to one another, to the moral codes of their belief system, for respect for the laws of the land, respect for life, respect for others, And when you find a country at its very best, it includes respect for God. Check it out through history. It is a cause and effect relationship. Respect for God makes the best of a nation. Even when it's not every single person, but when there's a majority, it makes a difference. And so, here's an example. If you don't obey the speed limit, you don't respect the laws, at least the laws of the road. Now, I have to admit that before I started this journey, I used to cheat a little bit. I travel a lot, time is important, and it wouldn't be unusual for me if the conditions are right to add a couple of miles per hour above the speed limit on my car, on the cruise control. But through this journey, I've come to realize that this isn't about not getting a ticket. That's the least motivation that should be on anybody's mind. It is an issue of civility. And my journey through understanding this and learning this has led me to have much more respect for my speed control and the signs posted on the speed limit. In addition to that, during this journey, my wife had a terrible car accident. She was rear-ended by a guy in an SUV that was coming around a curve. My wife was turning left, and so her car was stopped, waiting for the oncoming traffic. But this guy coming around the curve was looking at his phone, which I have to admit I used to do also, no more. And he noticed my wife's car late, slammed into the back of her. Because it was on a curve, pushed her car into oncoming traffic where she was immediately hit by a pickup truck. And some people who first arrived on the scene took my wife out of the car because she had passed out from the trauma. And the car was on fire. Uh, miraculously, she wasn't hurt a lot, although she will probably remain traumatized the rest of her life. Probably never drive in heavy traffic again. She can drive, but I don't think she'll ever drive in heavy traffic. So there are repercussions to breaking the law. But that's not what really has moved me to change my behavior. 
It's what I've learned about civility. So people who speed, yeah, they break the law, the laws of the land that are there to protect people. But even worse, you don't respect others who you could harm. Worse yet, you don't respect life itself, not even your own, because those speed limits are there to protect you as much as the car in front of you or behind you. So what does that mean? Well, that means that if you speed like I used to, just even a little, your approach to driving is uncivilized. When most people ignore the speed limit, they contribute collectively to the decline of civilization. Look at the statistics. How many people are killed every year on the highways? Is that civilized? Look at the causes of those accidents. It's pretty clear that if you follow it back to the origin, it is a matter of civility. Somebody made an uncivilized decision in most cases. So as a civilian, you are expected to have respect for other people. Now, the word respect, and this gets really interesting, has the root meaning word behind it. And that word is the word polite. How polite are some people to police officers? Some people who today walk up to a cop and shoot him. That's about as far away from polite and civilized as you can get. What about students and their lack of respect for teachers? What about people in a theater who are so impolite that they talk during the film so that now theaters have to monitor and remove those who are so uncivilized they can't even be polite watching a movie? You see, being polite is to be respectful. From the word polite, we get the word politics, <laughs> honest. That's true. It doesn't seem like it, maybe, if you watch the news or read the newspaper, but it's the word politics comes from polite. You know what it means? It means that leaders who are in the realm of leadership, people that are in the realm of leadership are supposed to be polite. That's one of the definitions of being a leader is that you are polite to others. It is one of the responsibilities of leadership to be polite. So politicians are to be an example of what it means to be polite. <laughs> Do I hear you laughing? 
Or do I hear you gasping? Do I see you shaking your head with discouragement? Well, don't. Hang on. In the coming episodes, we're going to get to some very positive measures that every single person can contribute. But the whole point about leadership is polite leadership is the way to influence civilization, civilized people. Now, let's consider how civility can get incredibly complicated. I know it's controversial, but let's think a little bit about abortion. Abortion is a social issue of huge proportions. And there's a great divide, a great civil war, if you will, about that among people in our nation. If you look at a map of the world, there are many countries that we would call less civilized than ours that would never allow abortions. But some of the more civilized, quote-unquote, countries, more sophisticated, the richer, the more productive countries, the more established countries in the world, allow abortion. It's crazy. But let's look at abortion in the framework of civility. I remember in my first church that I was a pastor, I had a couple that had been married a few years, but I learned because they had marital problems that before they were married, she was pregnant and out of respect for the parents way back then. Now it's a lot different, but back then, out of respect for the parents, respect for their image as two young adults, and they decided to have an abortion. And when I met them several years later, they were married and had children, and their marriage was really rocky. And in fact, ultimately, in spite of counseling, they ultimately got divorced. One of the root issues they would say, not just me, but they would say, was they just can't get over their, they can't reconcile their actions with their beliefs. And they'll always wonder about the baby that was aborted. So let's talk about abortion. Is that a civilized act? And what is the impact on civilization? How can a civilized nation make abortion legal? How does that work? What is polite about abortion? How do civilized people drift from civility? Well, let's talk about that. At a basic level, the way civility is undermined is by reframing the issue. Now, leaving abortion for a minute, let's talk about race. This has occurred in the area of race. In the early days of America, some people came here from a history in another land of owning slaves. Some were, uh, some of those slaves were indentured servants and They were earning their opportunity to become free, but more often slave owners disrespected human beings of another color, of another race. And slavery is 
an act of disrespect. It is also an act of incivility. Now, eventually, first in England and then in the United States, slavery was abolished. It was considered uncivilized. In the U.S., it required what we still call a civil war. The civil war, by its name, is a war that occurred aimed at respect for human beings. In a civilized world, human beings are respected. Now think back to the speeding in your car issue. Did you ever consider that speeding is in the category of disrespect, making it similar to slavery and abortion? When people are harmed, hurt, treated with disrespect, it's all the same. Let's go back to abortion for a minute. With abortion, so-called civilians of civilized nations reframe the whole issue. First of all, they said, well, this is the right of a woman to have control over her body. You see, uncivilized actions are always started by reframing reality. So how do you do that? Well, it's the right of the woman. You're pregnant. You don't want the fetus. Yeah, call it a fetus, not a baby. You reframe the terminology. You reframe your worldview. Wait a minute. It's the right of a woman to control her body? What about the right of the living human being inside that body? You see, with all the news, we know ways towards civilization. And, for example, with abortion, there are all kinds of means of contraception in our society so that a woman can control her body and avoid a pregnancy. But what do we do? We disrespect the baby by killing it. Yeah, we reframe it to it rather than him or her. Reframed. And what do we say? We reframe it as a termination of the pregnancy rather than the termination of a human being. And then we get into this long argument about when does life begin? And where do we turn for our resources for the answers to that major question that is framing our civilized or uncivilized world? We look to scientists to try to discern when does life begin? But if you look at the Bible, and if you look at some of those so-called uncivilized nations around the world that wouldn't think of doing that, you, have, you will come to the conclusion that our sophisticated, civilized 
nation isn't so civilized after all. Now, I know these are controversial subjects. Even speeding might be a controversial subject to some. But I want to say, hang in there with me. Because this is just episode one. And the following episodes, we're going to look at how you can learn to be a more civilized person. Whether you agree or disagree with certain laws or certain practices in your nation, I want you to think about how you can become a more civilized person, a person of respect, a person of influence of respect. Because that's what we're really going to focus on. And that's what Jesus talks about. And again, I was just so amazed at all the things I learned. And I'll share as we continue through these episodes. So by now, I hope at least I have your attention. And I should have your attention because our nation and others that are in the sophisticated category of the world, whatever that means, we're in a downward spiral. And every newscast, every time you check the news online, every newspaper, every news magazine can tell you that not only the United States, but Great Britain, European nations, so-called sophisticated societies. Think about Rome. It wasn't defeated. No army could defeat the Roman army. Nobody. Nobody on earth. They defeated themselves. They became uncivilized. And their empire unraveled from dry rot within. I'm pretty sure you don't want that for your nation. In fact, you, no one would want that for any nation in the world. So is this issue of civility important? Oh, this is about as basic as it gets. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, that's okay. Whether you look to him as a savior or just a wise person who said a lot of great stuff about civility that makes sense, that's okay for now. But you might be impressed. You might be also very surprised. I have been, and I've been a student of the Bible for a long time, as I said. So you may agree or disagree. You may be cheering or you may be angry right now. That's okay. Hold on. Hold on. Because we're going to go deeper. In our next episode, I'll be sharing my journey that led to the book, Restoring Civility, Lessons from the Master. And I'll give you a little hint. My journey began with incivility in churches, people in congregations who have forgotten or never knew or never learned some very basic ways of behavior from Jesus. Even in churches, misbehavior that has fractured and even destroyed some congregations. 
It goes back to what Jesus taught about being a civil human being, a person of respect. So catch up with me for episode two when we look at, again, this issue of restoring civility. You have been listening to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. If you've liked this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to hear future episodes. Check out Kent Hunter's new book, Restoring Civility, Lessons from the Master, available at Amazon.com.